0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Doctor Fadi Yasmin is a re- Doctor Fadi Yasmin is a renowned expert in dental implantology and aesthetics. Dr. Yasmin graduated from Sydney University and has become one of the leading experts in the field, earning a Master's in Aesthetic Dentistry from King's College, London, among other prestigious credentials. With a reputation for innovation and excellence, Dr. Fadi is here to share his knowledge and insights into a transformative dental technique that's changing lives, all on four dental implants. In this episode, we'll delve into a world of all-on-four dental implants, discussing the potential benefits, the science behind this technology, and how it's revolutionizing not only smile restoration, but also health and longevity. Dr. Fadi is a global expert in this technique and the perfect guest to guide us through this innovative approach to dental care and to connect the dots between a healthy mouth and a long, healthy life. Dr. Fadi, this is the best conversation to be having. I, Do you know what? I learned so much about um, dentistry in researching for this episode. We're talking all on four implants. I had no idea this universe of dentistry existed.
1: Yeah, it's a whole level of uh, services in dentistry. So all just to clarify, All on Four was the actual concept brand name of the original um, process where they used tw- four implants basically on a fixed bridge to provide a solution. So you can imagine four implants um, splintered together can provide you know at least up to twelve teeth. And and since then, All on Four has developed more into also an All on X. So sometimes we put four we put five, sometimes six, and there's variables on that. But the concept itself started off as all on four and people refer to it. But really, it's more now all on X or all on whatever's needed to provide that solution. And we'll go through that um, during the interview.
0: So the reason I became really fascinated, and I invited you to have this conversation for our listeners and viewers, is that dentistry and cosmetic dentistry and um reconstructive dentistry is very Uh much part of that conversation of restoring youth and structure and beauty back to a face and if we forget this key part of our face in fact the central focus of our face is not necessarily the eyes it's actually the mouth that's where we're alive um we're really missing an important opportunity for beautification, restoration, and also the health and structure of our anatomy. So when I learned about all on four, what I understood, and again, I'd love the clarification as we go along for for kind of my layperson's understanding, Mm -hmm. is that where So cosmetic dentistry will do uh, veneers and caps and whitening and smile restoration, but we are talking about bone restoration here. We're talking about fundamentally rebuilding where teeth may be lost, irreparably damaged, wrist, gums receded. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. So cosmetic dentistry... Um, is the umbrella. So, where this falls under, it can also fall under cosmetic dentistry. It's more um, aesthetic or cosmetic reconstructive dentistry. So, like you said, cosmetic dentistry, we know it as uh, whitening, veneers, bonding, uh, crowns if necessary, and we try and reconstruct those uh, as aesthetically as possible. There's many techniques. I'm a, an expert in the field of digital smile design, I use that, um, uh, I speak a lot about that. So where this falls is, this is a, pretty much a, a, a lateral shift in that area, except you're applying all the principles of cosmetic dentistry, except um, you're using techniques to replace the lost teeth and also the lost bone. And there's many ways to do that. Um, in particular, the all of 4 technique Allows the bridge work to restore the the white aesthetics and the pink aesthetics. And shaping of the pink aesthetics is how we can reconstruct the areas of lost bony support, which obviously affect the face. And like you said, the most um, significant cause of aging in the face is the lower facial third, uh, and this is our domain. And when you lose a, a dentition, or you've got a, what they call a terminal dentition you're you're in serious trouble in that department because you basically are losing total support in area, that area, and hence um, the significant collapse. This is why this procedure is so significant and is so important and amazing and what can achieve if done correctly in such a short period of time.
0: Uh, Dr. Farette, what I'm really interested in is what you touched on which was the pink and the white um so the pink I understand is being the gum and the bone yeah. uh, and then the white being the teeth
1: mm-hmm. now
0: when you think about dentures traditionally you think about uh senior kind of like really old and where the teeth may have naturally deteriorated as part of age or a disease or whatever but the work that you've shown me, and I I love coming to, well, first of all, you're my dentist, but I, I love it when you show me some of the work that you've done. And the thing that made me so super interested in this topic is that you're working on people as young as in their 30s or in their 20s if they've had an accident or injury. So denture technology and what we're talking about, the rebuilding of the bone, rebuilding of the smile, rebuilding of the arch, this it's not dentures as we know it. It's not something that you know it's a senior citizen problem. It is a medical issue or or an aesthetic issue that you work with.
1: Yeah, well, there's many there's many causes, and uh, you know we generally attribute uh, a complete evidentalism or a complete loss of teeth with the elderly. And and that is, you know, vastly true. But there's many reasons why people lose teeth. So it could be uh, genetic predisposition to extensive gum disease, and that could hit patients um, very early. So that's a a cause of complete terminal dentition. Um, There could be some social reasons uh, and dietary reasons behind um, losing teeth to complete decay, and teeth sometimes get to the point where you just can't fix them. And you know, you you end up having to have a foot a mouthful of root canals, um, crowns and so forth. And sometimes that might not be feasible or even in fact possible. And someone that you know could be as young as uh, could be as young as 20, 28, 25 being in that position. And then you know, we try and save the teeth as much as possible, but that could be a reason where we have to look at full-arch implants as a solution. Again, that is the last option, um, but, you know, we have to address these, and we're seeing a lot of this at the moment um, for many reasons, from dietary, social, um, uh, you know, drug use. There's many reasons why young patients get to that point as well.
0: So uh, and then the second thing that you said, which I think is really fascinating about this technology, and I guess very attractive about this technology, is that it's fast. So it's a surgical um, op- uh, you know, procedure. And yes, that's awesome. that, So there's a lot of pre-work in getting it right, and it's a completely customized solution. So it's not the dentures of old where, you know, you see the movies or cartoons where it's, you know, mouthful of teeth that you click in and click out. This is artistry, like fine art. And I've met the person who does your porcelains and your colour matching and stuff. And I had a crown that that I had a couple of years ago. And honestly, I don't know how many art sessions I attended to make sure that, you know, the veneer work was perfect. So I can only imagine that with uh, dentures, that level of prep um, before you have the surgical procedure is wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely definitely the case. I had one to be done.
0: That was like a, that was Leonardo da Vinci stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. So we have um, technicians that are very specialised for each of these procedures. Um, the ceramist that you were dealing with is a specialist in crowns and veneers. So in this particular procedure for all on four, what we call the fixed bridges. Um, Think of it as a fixed denture, but it's not a denture. So that's what we're doing. We're fixing those bridges in the mouth using implants. So the prep work um, is is significant because the the better you prepare, um, the better the result. And what makes it significantly different these days is digital dentistry. So the ability to do your digital designs prior, uh, assess what is the ideal position, um, work out exactly you know, you, you you create a blank canvas, knowing that because we're working on restoring the complete dentition and taking everything off because it's terminal, you've got a blank canvas. Um, so you can place the teeth in the ideal position, and understanding where the ideal position is helps being an aesthetic dentist. And then I implement that into the surgical protocol, and hence the final teeth. That's why those cases I showed you look so amazing because everything is facially driven everything is designed specifically for that patient's face for their anatomy for their lips for their smile line for their um face shape so we pick sizing of the jaws and so forth that's why those cases look so beautiful because there's a a serious design element that's gone into them
0: and so when that's the pre-work so Mm -hmm. can you kind of take us through what um procedure would be because again I'm pretty sure most people haven't heard of anything to do with this you know we've got a level of familiarity with things like Invisalign or uh, we've got a level of familiarity Mm. with um, uh, smile restoration but this is yeah
1: yeah this is on a different on a different level there's slight variations the protocol we follow is is pretty much the most current concept and the most seamless so we would do, like you said, um, the smile design, the prep work, take all the records, and it's it's videos, photographs, three um, D scanning of the mouth, understanding where the final bite would be, because you're working, you know, you're working with um, teeth that are collapsed, so we're not going to use the same collapsed position. So we design in the new ideal position. So all of that prep work uh, takes a couple of weeks. Then at the time uh, of surgery, we've got all our data. The, the time of surgery you end up you extract the teeth uh, all the teeth most times that are terminal you're, you're cleaning shaving the bone so that all the infected bone is removed along with the infected gum that's all done in our clinic under or in our practice under general anesthetic and that often takes depending whether you're doing one or two arches and and the complexity of the of the bone anatomy anything from three to five hours and so when the patient wakes up everything is closed up, the implants are placed, the gums are stitched up, and we would have sent the records off during the surgery digitally. There's no moulds taken anymore. All the data is captured uh, using digital technology, which is amazing. So I will scan during surgery and the data goes straight to my technician who's in another state. And so by the time the patient wakes up, they've already seen what I've done. They've got the data and they will merge the existing implant position to the design that we had prepared prior and from there they're able to give me a temporary printable um, bridge to test my design so within a couple of hours this
0: is a 3D print that you 3D print yeah so
1: I've got the design they said okay this is your design this is where you're at in terms of your implants then I print that patient wakes up screw it in the mouth, and we confirm our design. I never, some some dentists go straight to the final. I think no matter how good you are, you're never going to be able to nail it straight away. So a verification print is very important. Then we can really finesse it. And from there, we can fine-tune. And then within a couple of days, the final teeth will come and we screw them in. Um, We leave the printed models, uh, printed teeth in the mouth. So the patient has something in the mouth um, That's what so that, that was
0: going to be my question. So the three three yeah. D model actually acts yeah. as a temporary, a temporary, yeah, yeah, super so that they temporary. don't have that indignity of no teeth and yeah, the discomfort of, of the trauma. Of
1: that. Yeah, yeah, and and you find and what that does is it just sets everything up beautifully. Then we literally and all this is done under no local anaesthetic. So you literally screw off, the new one comes back with all the beautiful modifications in the correct material. I always use a titanium frame inside that. So we're one of the first in the world that actually started using titanium frameworks immediately. So um, we deliver what we call a final solution straight away, not a temporary over three, four months, which some protocols do. Uh, And basically it's a slam dunk from that point because you've used your existing temporary as the basis and finessed it and used, again, another digital scan to make sure. I even take photos and videos in the temporary. So within that, you know, twenty-four to forty-eight hours, what we get back, the result is spot on, and then it's easy from there. And then we let the healing process take place. Um, they're on a soft diet for three months because it takes three months for the bone to fuse to the titanium. So we've got to be very careful. Uh, we often give the patients Botox in the masseters so that their bite forces are reduced. So that helps. Um, uh, that helps in terms of reducing the the patient's ability to bite really hard into something that, you know, you're talking about patients that don't have a full set of teeth and now go to a full arch. So the brain goes, wow, uh, and might start clenching. So that initial three months, the, the Botox in the masseter certainly helps.
0: And I would ask you a really, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the aesthetic aspect of it, that it would be transformative. And I've spoken to people who, who've had significant dental work. And it changes their life, like some something that they were so embarrassed about before they would often not smile so people would perceive them in a strange way because they would assume that their personality was grumpy or rude. So suddenly mm. a pe- people are responding to them in a completely different yeah. way and it opens up their social life. A lot of people are embarrassed to date uh, and would rather Kind of keep their life small because, again, they have so much fear or embarrassment around their smile, their mouth. Yeah. Um, But I'm curious also from a perspective of longevity and health. Surely there must be a massive improvement in health once you have healthy gums, healthy teeth, a full set of teeth that can, you know, enjoy a wide variety of food. You don't have leaching from, you know, rotten gums into your your mouth because that's a massive um, uh, cause of and they're even linking you know mouth disease to dementia and cancers and all sorts of problems so this must be like a massive health solution
1: yeah look it sure is there's two aspects here you're you're removing disease you know any procedure whether it's dental or or medical if you remove something diseased from an area it's going to allow the body to heal. So the first step is removing the diseased teeth, whether it's rotten decayed teeth or gum diseased teeth. So the first step is to remove that. The second step is to obviously replace it with something that's functional, that works, but you've also got to maintain it. So if you've got someone that's predisposed to gum disease and you're, and you're reducing that significantly by removing the diseased teeth and placing implants, you still got to be weary and be, and obviously, we discussed this with the patient. They still need to be committed to regular cleans and so forth. It doesn't mean they're, uh, they're bulletproof. So they can regular. still be susceptible to implant, to peri implant disease. And this is a really important point. Obviously, there's no sensitivity, it's much easier. We create a beautiful smile. But one of the key things in our, in our, uh, initial discussions and and, uh, consultations is the importance of maintenance. If you're not going to be maintaining your prosthesis and being committed to regular maintenance, um, we won't do the treatment because what's going to happen is you're going to waste a lot of money because you're still, um, you're going to have these teeth and all of a sudden develop gum disease around the implants. So that's something that is very important, not often talked about, but that's a big part of our maintenance and a big part of our, initial discussions and treatment planning.
0: Can I ask you, isn't your dentist that would discover gum disease and all the downstream health implications, or is this something that another uh, medical expert would bring to your attention as the dentist? How does that work?
1: Oh, look, I mean, as dentists, we're we're excellent uh, medical historians. So You know, when someone comes in for a checkup in our practice, there's a medical history, there's a dental history, and obviously the clinical examinations and radiographs. And we tie all of those together. So often you find, you know, people do have medical ailments existing already, but then you see it's, you know, it's uh, significantly correlated to someone with extensive gum disease. So it's quite often you see someone with gum disease and then they've had some cardiac issues. That's what I was about to say. So, so, so yeah, we do see thing. that a lot. Yeah. No, 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 it's significant. And there's a lot of stuff we actually don't even know what correlations there are. So at this stage, you know, the way we work is we try and eradicate the um, the dental disease in the hope that that's going to have a significant effect on the rest of the the, the medical aspects but at the same time, they need to be dealing with those medical aspects. But I'm sure um, the, the, the strain, the stress is, uh, is taken away on off the body if you've dealt with the, dental, um, with the dental issues. Not to say that it's only the dental issues, but without a doubt, if you've got chronic um, disease or chronic bacteria circulating within your tissues and circulating within your bloodstream, It's a known fact that there is a cardiac implication. Bacteria can lodge on the heart valves. You know, there's been links to diabetes. And like you said, there's been links to um, other autoimmune disease from, you know, Alzheimer's and to other autoimmune issues. So if we can control the dental aspect, we're certainly contributing. And the other sort of correlation is if you have the ability uh, to chew and function, and that's also going to keep you the nutritional backup and power to be able to, you know, stay healthy as well. If you're, if if you're, if you're wearing full dentures, generally you've got no gum disease. There's no issues at all, but if you're not able to function, then you're going to have the consequence of being on a restricted diet. If you're going to be eating the same processed or, or soft foods, because you can't, you know, you can't eat raw foods, you know, chew adequately, uh, you're, you're swallowing stuff because you don't have the ability to chew it. That's going to have its own effect. Now, even though the dental is not causing the issue, but the lack of dentition is. Now, there's many correlations. It's not just, you know, one particular thing. They all tie in in many different ways. So our goal is to give you a healthy dentition, maintain it. And if we don't have a dentition, then we restore it and at the same time apply the same principle of maintaining that prosthetic via implants and bridge work, and then we throw in, you know, we sprinkle aesthetics on the top of that, and and that's a great bonus.
0: You know, I always, whenever people ask me like, what what are some quick wins I can have um in longevity and aesthetic, um in the aesthetic field, I always say to them, I say you have to have a better relationship with your dentist. I always say that, and said because it will transform so many of your health issues and um, having bright, nice straight teeth is the quickest and the most long format aesthetic treat you can give yourself. such a good win. Uh, and then I always say, you know, see your hormone doctor because most people have got all sorts of weird hormone things happening. and then I get I say, you know, get your skin right because those three things can make such a massive difference. and I'm so pleased to be sharing this information, this is why I've had you on the show twice now, is people don't understand or correlate dentistry as part of you know the holy trinity of living longer, living better, being healthier and looking and feeling their best. And it really is a hugely important pillar of that conversation. And I've had the High Smile Boys, the founders, uh, on the show before as well. And they, you know, they've burst into, they've created a category called Smile Care. And I think, again, that's so innovative and smart, because they've taken something that's kind of boring and quotidian, like brushing your teeth, and and brought it to the imagination of a, you know, a new generation, a younger generation to say, your smile, your teeth, the health of your mouth, it matters. And what you've just said, you know, it, it is so important. You've just said, heart disease, diabetes, dementia, nutrition, bone health, longevity, all tied to what's going on in your mouth. And then people exactly. avoid going to the dentist. It's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I've, I've worked significantly, um, have a significant close relationship with the High Smile Boys and a lot of the products that we discussed as part of Smile Care was when we sat down and they said, you know, what is your ideal wish list in terms of products out there and that's how you know a lot of those products came about and the beautiful thing about that is it's made you know good um well it's made oral health care current in terms of being hip and if if that's what it needs if that's what it needs then that's what it needs because like you said a lot of people don't understand and it's not their fault because um often most of the dental experiences are They ring up, they break a tooth, they call, they make an appointment, they see the dentist, dentist fixes it. Um, You know, there's a lot of dentists out there that do just dentistry. Um, You know, our approach is more um, holistic and there's a lot of great dentists out there that have that holistic approach where, you know, they look at comprehensive treatment, they look at medical history, they look at how you can improve not only your, your oral wellness, but the rest of you. And that's why I work closely with my ENT. You know, I refer more to my ENT than his GPs do. You know, we do a treatment scheme. ENT, um, ENOs, and throat. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and people say, oh, you know, what do you do referring to an ENT? Like, you're a dentist. <laughs> you know, I've got one millimeter of tissue that's se- five millimeters of tissue that separates my domain from his. And you're telling me, you know, what are you doing referring? Of course, there's going to be a correlation. You know, so many times patients have come in with toothaches and we do our scan and and we find it's sinusitis, you know? So if you don't have a comprehensive understanding and, you know, you could have easily started a root canal on someone and they don't need it. And it was purely a sinus infection. So these are things, so that's just close proximity anatomically. So again, we we work with, you know, dermatologists, Uh, you know, I do a lot of uh, dental Sort of based Botox, where you know we're using uh, Botox to control lip muscles uh, asymmetries with you know with the with the muscles at the bottom of the lips, you know, high gummy smiles, masseters, where we're getting strong forces and clenching and temporalis. Again, that's a domain you know that dentists um, really sort of see more often than most because it ties into the to the dentition in maintaining the dentition. There's such overlap, but again, you have to understand the overlap and the process to be able to provide the right service. So it's not just something. Unfortunately, that's something we're taught at university. Dentistry is such a vast field that, you know, the degree is the basics of, you know, being able to do basic dentistry. The rest is you have to do your own postgraduate studies and you know and research, like anything. This is my 30th year of practice. And I feel like I'm still learning. Um, And and that's how it's got to be because there's always innovation. There's techniques that you've done over the years that come up as possibly anecdotal. You know, when the data comes out on them, you might find it's not as beneficial as you thought. So you've always got to be pivoting, changing, seeing what's current and adapting. You can't just sit on, well, this is what I've been doing for 20 years and I'm going to stick with it. Dentistry or even any medicine is is should be considered that way hence the term functional medicine now is the way to go as opposed to just traditional um prescriptive medicine based on you know just a quick diagnosis functional medicine now is the way medicine's going and i think it's going to it's the same now in dentistry i we pretty much practice functional dentistry
0: Dr. Fadi, what what I do want to ask you about functional medicine, and um, it's funny that I just had an appointment with you this week where um, this came in, and it was the first time actually we talked about this. Um, you pointed out my um, silver fillings, and you said, it's time to take these out. We need to make time to mm. take these out. And I know that this is is kind of coming into that area of functional dentistry rather than purely cosmetic because you can't really see my silver uh, fillings. But you were talking about this from a health perspective for me, weren't you?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you've had those fillings for a significant period of time. I tend to change mercury fillings for for two reasons. If someone comes up to me and says, I want a cosmetic improvement, I don't like the greyness coming through, you know, I want veneers, I want white teeth, well, you know, some of those fillings could still be fine. But if we need to go down that aesthetic path, aesthetic uh, um, path, we need to take them out. In your case, you've had them for a while. And doing the exam, you can see they're chipped. You've got cracks around them and they need to come out. So I don't take them out for the reason of saying it's going to improve your health. I mean, There is significant data out there about old fillings leaching mercury. For me, I look at it as well, you've already had these placed. At the time, you know, all the leaching that you've got is is taking place initially, I would say, when you first place it, and it gets to the point where it's going to plateau. The next stage is, you know, what's it doing to your tooth? Are you getting leakage around that filling? And if you're up to that point, well, that's why we need to change it. And the key is when you do change it, That's when you generate the aerosol. So that needs to be done under rubber dam. And that's the important part um, because taking them out is just as important as the side effects of leaving them in there. So when you take them out, it has to be done under good vacuum, um, isolated with the latex, um, and then placing the appropriate material. So my philosophy is more so at the time that it needs it, using the right evacuation techniques and placing the right material in there.
0: So I'm about to turn 50. I'm about four months away from, um, and so we, you and I have been talking about my aesthetic and functional plan for my mm-hmm. teeth. And I think we we started chatting about this about two years ago, uh, about, you know, a, a plan that I'm working towards so that I've always had great teeth. I've always enjoyed having good teeth. I had, you know, orthodontics when I was young, typically in Australia, everyone had them at 13, 14. Mm -hmm. Now I'm kind of coming into the next wave of needing orthodontics. So so in my experience, having that conversation with my dentist, which happens to be you, has really put that um, on my radar and so we've talked about, you know, what is what is the best possible outcome? What is um, the plan to get me there? And then what are the benefits from a health, from an aesthetic, uh, from a tooth longevity perspective? Because, you know, I plan to live for a long time, so I need the teeth to come with me.
1: Of course. Yeah, so, you know, you're, that's all part of treatment planning. It's part of seeing you every year and analysing the needs Uh, from a long-term benefit and often as you get older your teeth overlap more and more so you know adult um, alignment or adult orthodontics is quite a common procedure now and think of it in simplistic terms if you've got teeth that are overlapped two things they're harder to clean and they don't look as nice so if you can straighten them and there's some great you know Invisalign you mentioned there's many many different aligner systems and and bracket systems out there, and whatever works in the hands of the dentist and whatever suits the patient. If we can have straight white teeth, they look better, they're easier to clean, then why wouldn't you do that? You know, why would you do that? It's one of the easiest things to do um, uh, for a patient. And then there's obviously assessing each of the individual teeth, uh, assessing the longevity of the existing fillings. And if you're monitoring something regularly, you know you can keep an eye on it until the time that you feel that you know you decide that the dentist decides you need to change it, and then doing the appropriate um, treatment. So Going that's, that's to- really sorry. Yeah, that that's really how we plan every case, every patient, uh, and that's the way to maintain it.
0: Well, I'd never had a conversation like that uh, before, and I and I do appreciate it because it has it's made me think about my teeth in the same way that I think about exercising. So you know, how fit do I want my muscular and skeletal system to be? I want to have full range of motion. I want to be strong. I want to have great bone structure. And I never thought about my teeth like that. My teeth were just service providers, you know, in in my face, but I never thought about, okay, how are we planning for this? Mm. Um, So that was a really interesting shift for me.
1: Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good analogy because think of it in terms of exercise and what you said. So as you age, your exercise program changes. Um, yeah. Your needs change. So you're not doing the same, I know I'm not doing the same stuff I was doing five years ago, let alone now. So your dental program needs to change accordingly as well and plan ahead. So like anything, you've got to plan accordingly. Um, and one of the things that you've got to also think about, especially if you have a compromised dentition, You've got to make a call on certain things because sometimes waiting too long, you get to the point when you know you might be sick or you might you know, God forbid you know, have the inability to have certain surgical procedures, say dentally. Then all of a sudden you're stuck in a bind. So you're stuck with chronically diseased teeth because because of medical issues you can't move forward. So sometimes you've got to make a call, and I do this with patients where. You know, they they put off treatment for a certain amount of time because we can. Um, and then we have to make a call that, well, I think now it's time to pull the trigger um, rather than wait another few years because you're getting at that borderline where I don't know what's going to happen in the next five years, you know, and if there's certain medical things that are going to stop you from having a general anesthetic or, or compromise what we can do. So then, you know, sometimes you've got to pull the trigger earlier on certain things so that you could be set up for the next 10 or 15. So these are things, again... You know, your dentist has to be thinking about these things, not just, you know, knee jerk stuff or, or just ad hoc treatment. You've got to really plan and you can only plan if you understand what's available, have a really good innate understanding of the current dentition and 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 discuss, you know, really uh, express to the patient what your, you know, what your understanding of the, of the long term goals are. And, and your treatment plan rather than wait for them to turn up on your door and say, okay, by the way, you need, you know, top and bottom all on four. It's going to be this much and we need to do it next week because you know we've got severe infection. And the patients all these years, you know, been coming along having a clean, thinking everything's fine. And it happens a lot. It happens a lot. You know, and the first question is, yeah, but I've been seeing my dentist, this is patient, you know, I've been seeing my dentists, we've been having cleans. He said, "I'm okay for now." And then, you know, they turn up, and I say, "Well, you've got a terminal dentition, you know, and it's clear." We we go through the scan. So, this is something. It's all like anything: medicine, dental. It's about communication.
0: Can uh, I ask you something? Was- is this given that it is truly treating medical um, issues? Like it's not. Uh, it's not like getting veneers. Um, yeah. Is it covered by Medicare? Do you have any kind no. of? No, there's
1: no. There's no dental covered by Medicare. I think the only component they get from Medicare for us is um, they get a contribution to the general anesthetic in our theatre. That's about it. The rest is all private. They talk and, about- a little, and, and a little bit from your health fund, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. You know, these cases are uh, medical. A lot of people use their super, access their super. They've got funds in their super, so they use, they're able to access that because a lot of these are terminal dentitions. They're not access... Well, people try oh, that's and interesting super. To know. yeah no, it's very important a lot of people access their super for that because it's terminal dentition you know it's chronic disease so there's no you know there, there's no qualm about that we give them a, a, a thorough report analysis um and 99 percent of the time it's approved because that's what they're here for you know it's you know i actually refuse to access super from someone's veneers because um you're supposed to be doing it for a chronic issue and, and and requesting 12 venues isn't a chronic issue. So that's upset a few people that have come in for that, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, definitely, that's something, if you can tell you, um, your followers out there, that super is a significant way to be able to access that because you're doing it for medical reasons. So that's that's often something we see a lot of. And I can no, give, I you, the, I'll a give possible- you the link.
0: Is it possible to have just one tooth? So say, for example... Oh, I of have course, an yes, yes. So we've yes, been talking yes. all day uh, in this segment about, you know, having your entire smile reconstructed. But if you've had an accident or if you've had tooth disease and it's just one or two teeth, can you have this same process for, for singular teeth?
1: Yeah, of course. It's totally different. But, yes, of course. I mean, you could have six or seven single implants in a perfectly healthy dentition. I've done... Many of those cases where the rest of the mouth is perfect, we've got three individual teeth missing on the top, we've got two on the bottom, they're all individual. In that process, it's not immediate. You would place the implant, you would wait three to five months uh, for the for the implant to integrate and then place the tooth on top. Um, same with any area at the front, you might lose the front four teeth. Again, you would place the implants, you'd have some sort of temporary solution um, and then replace the teeth. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how implants started. Um, implants didn't start with full-arch bridges and full-arch implants. It started with individual. That was the first implants that were done in the in the 60s. Um, they were individual implants.
0: Now, what kind of range of money are we talking about for um, the full reconstruction and also for individuals? Individuals.
1: You'd be looking, I um, mean, for for our for our materials and our processes. You'd be looking around anything from seven to nine thousand dollars for for one tooth, um, and for a full arch, um, you'd be starting. Well, I'll give you the range. It'd be from twenty five to about thirty five, forty thousand dollars, depending on um, the bone level, how many implants required, what sort of implant. So that's the range. You find, you know, there's significant value in a full arch when you can do it because. You're, you're able to restore the equivalent of 12 teeth, um, you know, for possibly, you know, $25,000 um, in, in a full arch, as opposed to, you know, the costliness of single individual implants, because that's a separate implant, separate ceramic time frame, so forth.
0: I understand, and then also all that matching work would be significantly more time consuming. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, because you're doing you're doing ceramics on top of the implant stuff. Yeah, um, as a, as opposed to you know the bridge where you've got it all joined and you can pick the color and you know the materials are different and so forth.
0: Now this is the tricky question, and I'm going to ask
1: this because I love tricky questions.
0: Okay, where do you find the good dentists? Like th- there, are, there's some. Oh, there's, you know, there's,
1: there's, there's, yeah, there's one in Cross Street.
0: <laughs> i know a guy who knows a guy <laughs> well, <laughs> look
1: i guess it, it is a, it is a hard question because often it, i think word of mouth is is important um you know you can go to yeah um you can go to you know all these insta pages you can go to all these look at all the reviews but you don't know you don't really know you know I, i've seen pages where you know some of some of the work was ours, uh, as yeah, a before and after. Yeah. So you do, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like we did. Ring well, that's what door. all the
0: opera changes are. It's like the before and afters so yeah. have to be verified. Yeah. They have to be correct. They've
1: got to be yours. Yeah. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. I mean, that doesn't happen. Like I said, we found on a. It was actually an all an all on four case, and I recognize my cases even without the face. I can. I know the teeth, and I know the X ray, and it was mine. And, you know, we actually contacted that. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that must have been my web designer. I'm so sorry. I can't believe he did that. That's, you know, so who would know? You know, patients would look at that and go, Why But that's, that's my
0: question. Who would know? So I know that with plastic yeah, you surgery, don't, you,
1: don't, you, don't
0: um, the, you now are very much encouraged to go to someone like the Australian Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons or look up FRAX, Um for cosmetic uh, enhancement and cosmetic physicians it's hard to find a good one yeah and so for it is i mean
1: we don't yeah i mean for, for the all on four we're part of the, we're part of the all on four clinic um it, it's a it's a group of um clinics around australia that you know practice the all on four protocols and our modified protocols at the highest at the highest level that's a good starting point for this procedure um aesthetics, I guess you just need to do your own research. you need to look at the cases. you need to look at the qualifications. Then you have to bite the bullet and make an appointment for a consult uh, because I think once you have a consultation, then you know um, you know then you know exactly um the expertise you're dealing with. you'll be able to see um, you'll be able to see through you know the uh, the the fluff of you know say an insta page. Uh, by meeting the dentist and knowing and seeing their qualifications, eyeballing them, um, you get an innate understanding of of their knowledge. And often that's what we find. Obviously people come through and have their consults, but once they have the consult, a lot of the feedback is it does confirm um, the depth of knowledge that's needed for cosmetic dentistry, especially aesthetic stuff. So um,
0: And don't go overseas for like a cheapy... No, no, like seriously, I've mean, degraded so many yeah. people. No, we've done a lot of redo.
1: Like, I, I don't mind people going overseas because we get a lot of redo cases. So, but, but that said, um, but there's a lot of great dentists overseas, don't get me wrong, but they're going overseas to the wrong places. And if they ended up going to the good guys overseas, it would be more expensive than here. So, that's the difference. But where they're going and what we're seeing, oh, especially for you know the implant stuff. Because implant requires a period of time, not only just after the surgery, but pre and post. You can't just do a full large case and say, see you later. You know, I review them at five days, seven days, three weeks, four weeks, four months, and then get a tight program for maintenance. That's how we've got high success rates. There's no way in the world that you could, you could me mefath- fathom doing a case and three days later waving goodbye and <laughs> never have to see them again and expect no issues. Like, that, I just can't comprehend that. And that's what they're going overseas for. And they often give them extra implants unnecessarily because they're banking on, you know, 25% of them failing. So we'll give you 10. Oh, my
0: fourth. God. And that it, makes me so it, stressed to even
1: think Yeah, about yeah I'd, I'd love to show you some. I'll send you some extras. You'll be mortified. So basically they'll stick, you know, 10 implants in. That gets the patients excited because they're going, hey, I'm getting 10 implants. You were going to put four in my mouth and you were gonna charge me five times more. I'm getting value. <laughs> and then a year later, and should But a year later, you know, four of them have, have got implantitis and come out. Like it's, it's scary. So yeah, it is. And you're better off, if you're gonna be spending that much money, it's gonna cost you more, go back and forth, airfare every time. And you're still gonna be stuck in the same position. You're better off finding someone, working out a way to achieve it. And now you've got your dentist here, but as long as you need them to, and warranted, and uh, you know, a phone call away if there's any issues. Why wouldn't you do that? You're talking about something that's bolted into. Well, your I head. know that
0: I've <laughs> found you and found you for nothing, and you've been available. So, you know, when it when it's in your mouth, it feels like the whole world is looking at it. So I can only imagine that if I had something as uh, you know important as a full bridge put in that I would want yeah. access to my dentist uh, if Instantly. anything should go wrong. I, I totally get it. Dr. Fadi, that was the best conversation. I learned so much from you and me I too. am evangelical about teeth as part of the whole ageless conversation. And it gives me such great pleasure to um, host you on the show. Thank you. Um, always a pleasure. I, you know what I always say to myself, like my, um, beauty trust like uh, that i have the the best people in the uh, in the business looking after me and i love to share your expertise and your incredible amount of um knowledge with the listeners and the viewers yeah. and i, I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show it's been a while but this one was such a great conversation thank you so sure much it was great
1: thanks for having me um and,
0: you know I'll see you again available Look yeah, we're going to, I'm sure there's more, more to come. Thank you. Take care. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy. Reignite your relationship course. Love your relationship, but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, respark spark intimacy, and keep the lines of communication open join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please share and rate this episode I'd love that.